Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I'm your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy, Chase. And it's your boy, Nick. Uh, all right, so Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 1 premiere, uh, just dropped today. Uh, that reminded everybody why they have a Disney Plus subscription in the first place. <laughs> um, you know, uh, something to hold people over till they, you know, the MCU sh- shows come. Uh, till uh, more of the the Marvel stuff, uh, WandaVision, all that uh, extra stuff. I think WandaVision is coming out in December, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. Mandalorian is definitely something to hold you over until WandaVision finally comes out. And then after, you can cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. Just register with a different email. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning of this, um, it shows a recap of all of what happened season one. Uh, and in this season, it shows the uh, basically telling the objective of this season, and the whole objective of this season is it is the Mandalorian trying to find uh, the people of Baby Yoda in order to give him back to the people so he can be finally safe forever. Um, and in episode one, which um, in the first ten minutes of it, uh, when he's trying to do his search, it actually has the the fighting bit in the trailer that mm-hmm. was uh, in the trailer that they dropped. Um, which I thought was um, actually pretty cool, that because that was like the majority of the trailer was just that that big fight scene, the mm-hmm. baby Yoda closing his pod, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like that. So that was kind of a, a nice thing. Um, and also, I like how they're going more, you know, the, the seedy underbelly of the Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff. I like that stuff. Uh, you know, here it's like he goes to kind of meet this criminal element, gangster type figure. Um, while he's watching a, you know, like basically like a like a fighting match, you know what I mean? Mm. Like kind of like almost like a mob movie, you know, like character goes meet them, you know, when the boxing match is going on. I like that. Bringing kind of those human elements, but just in space, you know what I mean? It's kind of just the same thing, but just in space, you know, with aliens and, and, and cyclopses and shit like that. And that, um, and so that was cool. that was definitely one of the the very big selling points of the show. It, it was kind of like an expira- exploration of the darker grittier side of this star wars universe that i that i felt like was like the main selling point of the mandalorian yeah yeah um but then that kind of gets offset because um he gets information from that mob figure saying like okay there's this other mandalorian that's on tatooine we got to get the fuck away from tatooine got to find another planet i Um, i appreciated them going back to tatooine in this time period though because you get to see mm -hmm. the fallout of what happened after luke you know yeah Uh, exactly in in uh this episode's context I actually liked them going back to Tatooine. Yeah. It was like uh, when we went back there in the first season, it felt like just that very uh, poorly executed fan service. Yeah. It was just say, hey, re- hey, remember the, the cantina? Remember this booth? Meanwhile, in this episode, it's, it's the context of like the politics behind it and how the movies mm. affected what's going on currently and it's like that. the the it's like the fallout of the events of the rebellion and even uh recontextualizing uh characters that we've seen in movies before but that we don't really know that much about like the sand people yeah yeah 
Yeah, you know, more yeah, the Sam people and actually giving them actual characters instead of just you know the, just the, the people who scream Futini. Yeah, um, they gave him a more. they gave him a cultural <laughs> name too that I can't remember. <laughs> Other than just yeah, calling yeah, them sand people, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you get a cultural name for them, and you get a little peek at their customs. Yeah, it's like you you learn uh, you learn like uh, what it takes to earn the respect of a Tuscan raider. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. But when I talk about, you know, them going to Tatooine and feeling kind of offset of how you have, like, this dark kind of street kind of gritty element of that Star Wars, where he goes to meet the mechanic character, mm-hmm. who wasn't somebody I wasn't really a big fan of in the first season, like, it, it kind of throws off kind of the whole tone of her her being kind of this wacky kind of, you know, kind of a little bit of a character, kind of thrown off a little bit. And plus the droids, it was like kind of like more the bumbling kind of droids, which gave me such huge prequel vibes. You know, really didn't like that whole element of exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, like when when she was introduced, I was like rolling my eyes a little bit. I was like, Ugh, here we go again. Yeah, but um, you know, she's only in it for a little bit. Um, then he quickly, you know, moves on to go find the other Mandalorian on Tatooine that's supposed to have this information that would pertain to helping him find the people that Baby Yoda uh, belongs to. Um, and when he goes to this town, um, instantly, like when the, when he meets the other uh, supposed Mandalorian, and he starts walking. I'm like, I know that walk. I know I know that walk. And then he starts talking, and he's in the helmet. It's like I know that voice. And he takes it off, uh, and it's Timothy Olyphant. Because Timothy Olyphant, I mean, the dude was just Timothy Cowboy. Cowboy. Timothy motherfucking Olyphant. Who I mean, <laughs> uh, who who going back to like my list of actors who are always a win, he is on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's always really impressive, um, and everything is everything he does. And the dude was just born to play a cowboy, a sheriff. He, I mean that's he just he, what he, was born he to is do. basically playing Raylan Givens from Justified in space. Pretty much. I mean, and if it, nobody's ever seen uh, Justified the series on FX, check it out. Uh, really great show. Um, really, really amazing. Um, also in Deadwood, Timothy Olyphant, you know, mm. also in that. Um, also uh, showed up in a cameo of The Good Place, and very funny that he's got good comedic <laughs> timing too, um, when he was in The Good Place. Uh, another really amazing show on NBC. Exactly. He He's really great in this very small role here, and I hope we see more of him as The Mandalorian goes on. And I really liked his chemistry with uh, Pedro Pascal in this. Yeah. Or... I guess yeah. Pedro Pascal's stand-in, if the rumors about yeah. this season are to be believed. Wait, what? What happened? Yeah. Is yeah. Did you get? It, it, it's it's probably bullshit because it's being spread by Grace Randolph. It's like uh, she's saying that yeah, Pedro Pascal didn't really show up and to act in this season. It was all just like his voiceover. Huh. Oh, I thought it was always his voice. So I never thought he was actually in the suit. No, he he so. was in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, ha- haven't you seen the figure? <laughs> oh, that's not- oh, oh, wow, that, that ugly, melted-ass figure. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, you mean the, the melted candle version of Pedro Pascal? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Pedro Pascal from Wish App? <laughs> 
Basically, yeah. It's like you ordered Pedro Pascal from Wish. And, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Prince, Prince, you were Prince Oberyn for, from Wish. You were looking for him at the dollar store, and that's what you found. Yo, uh, yeah. Prince Oberyn? More like Prince Noberyn. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm going to cut that. Uh, so he goes to meet him in uh, this other Mandalorian, which is Timothy Oliphant, and you automatically know he's not a real Mandalorian because he takes off his helmet, yeah. which a real Mandalorian mm. would never do, uh, which even throws uh, Pedro Pascal back. He's like, holy shit, like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Um, because he treats it seriously. I mean, you know, just like all the other Mandalorians do, they treat it seriously. Uh, you know, the customs, the, the traditions, everything like that. Um, and in this episode, I thought it was, it reminded me uh, of an episode in the first season where he goes to a village um, and has to protect mm. that village. Um, mm. It reminded me, and that was kind of one of my, I thought was one of the weakest episodes of the last season. Um, very much kind of the whole like, okay, we got to protect these villagers, these farmer people from this, you know, uh, uh, these these bad guys that are coming in town and harassing them and and stealing their crops and things like that so it, it reminded me you know very very much of that episode mm-hmm. um and you know i think this episode in itself is is a little bit better than that one yeah um just due to the fact that you have timothy Olafan and you have that chemistry like uh mm-hmm. nick said between him and pedro pascal um, that I think is very good, and also telling more of like what happened after the Empire fell, mm. uh, which has appeared in Star Wars. You know, you don't hear, you know, uh, uh, in media, in most main media. Like I know they do, they've done comics and books and things like that, but like when it comes to television shows, when it comes to movies, they haven't really explored that a whole lot. Those elements um, of what happened after the fall of the Empire. Like Timothy Olyphant said, you know, like after they blew up the Death Star for the second time. Mind you, you know, as he says, um, you know, and he tells uh, about what happened about that, and, and, and it, yeah, it's, so. exactly, it's it's like you get a little flashback of them celebrating in a cantina, and then not even three seconds later, this other clan is like seizing that power, mm-hmm. and yeah, to kind of further compare the two episodes between uh, this episode and the episode where he's saving uh, the village with. Um, uh, what's the the, uh, the uh, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard directed episode of last season. Although I do like that episode, I do think this episode shines a little bit better um, because it introduces mm. the the culture, the two different cultures that are warring against each other, having to come together mm. to fight this this uh, monster. Um, and mm. it goes into further detail yeah. to explain who they are, what they are, rather than focus on mando trying to train these poor helpless villagers it focuses on the cultures and bringing them mm. together yeah 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 and i think that, i think that it, it's much better for it, yeah. uh, it and stronger. It, it, exactly i feel like this episode is stronger in comparison to that because you're not having a a faction that is like entirely weak you have two very like independent independently strong groups of characters that are having to come together it was like uh, both of these uh, groups have agency yep yeah yeah that's that's the main thing they have agency other, other, uh, unlike that village <laughs> that village just got trampled on <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and what the Mandalorian and Timothy Olyphant, what they're joining up to fight is this huge kind of doom sand creature, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and the effects on it, which looked amazing. Like, it looked straight mm. out of, like, it was a movie. Yeah. Like a movie that had a budget of, like, 200-plus million dollars, you know what I mean? Like, like, wow. I mean, you can tell, like, they're pumping a lot of money um, into this. I mean, you know, like, they said... Come on, don't you really think I'm going to be cheap with Star Wars? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, what I you mean? know the mouse uh, was pumping that money. <laughs> yeah, I mean they said fuck witches. You know, like all all you people working on witches, get the fuck off that. Let's put you know what I mean. All you visual effects people, <laughs> we're gonna leave two for witches, and we're gonna give everybody to just the Mandalorian. Oh yeah, I said more Mandalorian. Uh-huh. We gotta <laughs> we we gotta get we gotta give the people a reason to to stick with Disney Plus now. Yeah, yeah. you know so. Covid uh, is fucking up my livelihood. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotta give them a reason to subscribe. Uh-huh. So I mean, so I mean, it, it looked it looked amazing, you know, it looked really mm. great, uh, and so you know, it's teaming up these people from this town that that J- Timothy Olyphant is protecting, um, and the Mandalorian, and uh, the the Tuscan Raiders, them teaming up to take down this creature because you know, this creature is becoming an ever more threat to everyone. Uh, so, so I, I I like that the whole team up of them. Like I said, it's, I don't think it, it, it's just that much, you know. A carbon copy of what the, the episode they did in the first season with the villagers it explores more it talks about more the, i think it's b- better written than the you know the episode with the villagers was it's not such a you know carbon copy kind of cliche of like the because it's, it's it's a lot of western elements in this show gunslinger comes in has to help the town there's that element in here too but I think you know it, it has with that Star Wars really effect to it mm-hmm. that I think that makes it you know very good and kind of not make it just so so much of that kind of carbon carbon copy cliche of a Western kind of TV show, mm-hmm. um, it, it, which I think was ex- ex- exactly. I feel like um, like uh, with this episode, you have you have an actor that is better. I'll just say it right now: you have a way better actor to play off of when you're working with a cliche like that and in comparison to the episode we're talking about of the protect the village you have gina carano who she is just such a weak actress yeah yeah she's very very weak and you're comparing you're you're comparing apples to oranges when you're talking like an episode where you have uh pedro pascal's character interacting with her and you're having him interact with a very seasoned a very great actor like timothy oliphant and i also think that yeah it 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 doesn't even feel fair to compare the two yeah i also think the uh the relationship is better in this because mm. not just because of the acting but because of the writing of it while mm. um they were kind of trying to set up a more you know romantic ish temptation for uh mando with uh, the with the village episode um mm. and this is mm. more so of a rivalry and it kind of parallels the mm. same rivalry that mando and him have to solve to fix the issue so I think mm, thematically, yeah. it's just a much stronger relationship and a much stronger episode. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, very, very much so. Um, Chase, what did you think? Like, what were some of your best elements? And what do you think some of the weaker elements of this episode? I'd say definitely uh, all the highlights are with um, um, are in the village, and I'm not the village, and on that on Tatooine when you're learning about um, just the different cultures. Um, what's his name again? I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Um, uh, the Timothy Oliphant yeah, character. Yeah, Timothy. Uh, all all Timothy scenes shine. Um, I love I love the scene at the uh, at the bar as well because I felt like that was a good opening to kind of reintroduce Mando to us. Like, yes, this man can take uh, ten different guns pointed at him and walk away unscathed. <laughs> um, and um, I do like the dragon fight or the worm dragon fight they kept calling it a dragon mm. but it's kind of like a worm <laughs> yeah um i don't know i don't really have too much too many gripes per se uh like I, I this is me nitpicking like yeah sure maybe we could go without tattooing but like i i, I appreciated the context of it so you know i, I feel like mm-hmm. this episode just works overall i give mm-hmm. it a nine. Nine. Mm. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's character by the name was uh, Cobb Veneth. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. And the name name of the episode is called The Marshal, which is very fitting. Maybe that's yeah, the only gripe. I couldn't mm. remember uh, Timothy Oliphant's <laughs> character's name. <laughs> I kind of half expected the like theme song to justify to play whenever he like popped up on screen. <laughs> all right uh nick okay um uh one of the gripes i had with the first season of the mandalorian is i felt like the show was a little too episodic Mm. and and i feel like with a show like this where you're you're playing in a a wide sandbox like the Star Wars universe you uh, kind of have to to make it feel smaller and more intimate and like play on a more smaller scale mm-hmm. but having said that I feel like this is um, up there with like kind of the mid-tier episodes of the Mandalorian but I still fucking love this show. Mm. I, I feel I feel like uh, uh, this show is like very effortlessly playing around with uh, different genres. Like this this episode remind me a lot of like Tremors with the with the crate dragon, <laughs> and I love I loved uh, Mando's interaction with uh, Timothy Oliphant's character with uh uh, space Raylan Gibbons, <laughs> and yeah. I, I and I love the little bits of world bro- world building that we get here with uh, recontextualizing the Sand People because um, prior to this they've pretty much just been lightsaber fire. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, but. But I'm I'm just a little worried that this season is gonna be 
uh, just as episodic as the first, or if they're gonna go for a more overarching story. And because of that, I can't go any higher than a 7 out of 10. Okay. You're a hater. Um, okay, um, like I said, I'm gonna echo a lot of things people said, like a like, uh, first of all, I just like the show being back, um, mm. you know, I think it's, it's one of the, I think, things most people can universally agree on when it comes to Star Wars, just it being good, uh, you know, it, it's the only thing that brings balance to the, to, 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 to people discussing Star Wars, um, uh, and I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy it's back. Uh, I think that also, you know, it's a it's a solid first episode, uh, good action, uh, good world building. Uh, the elements I complained about, like I said, I still don't really like that mechanic character. I think it, it represents more of the goofier elements, kind of Star Wars, the droids, things of that nature. You can do humor in it um, and not be that kind of slapstick, kind of goofy. Uh, like for instance, like the Timothy Oliphant character, like like I said, I brought up the, the Death Star line of you know, it's like yeah, you know, blowing up the Death Star for the second time, you know. That, I thought that was a nice, funny line that you know talks about how many times, especially how many times they've blown up the Death Star and everything. So I thought that was a nice kind of funny line. Um, so they can do humor. It, it, it just I just don't like you know some of the overly kind of slapstick humor sometimes. You know, with that, it just reminds me a little a lot of the prequels. Um, you know, I like the effects of it. I mean, the worm look great. Like, they're pumping a lot of money into this show. You can tell. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, we said the same thing last season uh, with The Mandalorian uh, when we were talking about it. Uh, mm. it you know, like, it's, it's definitely a show that has a very, very big budget to it. Uh, love the chemistry between Timothy Olyphant and Pedro Pascal. I think he's definitely a character that was, is going to come back. Uh, because they also talked about, like, the, uh, the rogue villains that were in the, the first season, like, um... Uh, Bill Burr and, and all those other characters that he left alive. They're, I think they, they, that somebody said they are going to come back this season. Um, so I think, you know, maybe he's a character that'll, that'll come back for that episode. Uh, particularly like when they fight, you know, when he fights his, you know, former, you know, uh, associates, things like that. Mm. So I, I definitely think he's going to come back. Um, also, there's a big reveal that happens at the end of the episode we're going to discuss in spoilers just in a bit. Uh, but overall, final thoughts. Um, I would. I'm with Nick. I give it a, a, a good, strong seven. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Good Haters. opening to, to the season. <laughs> good, good opening <laughs> to the season. Very well done. Um, all right. So to get into spoilers, uh, the, the main big thing to spoil from this, um, and it was also yo that Boba Fett reveal was weak as shit. Uh, so you don't uh, you didn't like that uh, that Boba Fett reveal. Exactly, it's because that's a reveal that did not play a single factor into the story of this episode, and as near as I could tell, would not play into anything that would go on this season, because Mando, he, that only happens as he is leaving Tatooine. I feel like we have to, I feel like the jury's out in terms of whether or not that was a good little reveal, because I feel, um, and I say that because... It does answer the um, the the initial quest that he's on to journey to Tatooine in the first place. He's looking for where the other Mandalorian is, mm. and they give you a good solid misdirect, saying that oh maybe it's you know the sheriff that uh, Timothy's playing um, because he's wearing the Mandalorian armor. Maybe the bar guy was just confused, but no, there is an actual Mandalorian, um, and we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. 
I, I I'm not big on Boba Fett, Boba, Boba Fett. I think he's actually kind of <laughs> trash. Uh, but <laughs> Boba Hotep, Boba Fett, yeah, yeah. whatever. The yeah, Boba, yeah. yeah, Boba Fett went out like a bitch. Yeah, he he's so overrated yeah. in my opinions. Like maybe he's cooler in the uh, comics, which they but. We'll see. Um, which they actually reference in the episode, like the way he went out, which is pretty fun. That was another funny thing, too. They actually yeah. said it in the episode, mm. too, uh, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I feel like it's... We'll see. I, I feel like we have to come back to this reveal when the next episode drops. Because he'll probably be in the I mean, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is only the very first episode of this season. So... Uh, opinions may or may not change depending on how the rest of this season of the show progresses. Yeah. Um, and so in, in this season also you have Rosario Dawson coming in here. She's supposed to be, I think it's, is it confirmed now? She's supposed to be a Sokatana? Yeah. That's confirmed. She's supposed to be a Sokatana now. Um, somebody brought up some good casting, like fan casting. Somebody said Laura Harrier would have been really good as the Sokatana. Mm. And Laura Harrier, she was the one uh, that was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, she was the one that was, mm. uh, what was her name in that? Uh, I forgot. She was the other one that wasn't Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, she was also the love interest in Black Klansman. Yeah. Yep, she was also in that Black Klansman. Yeah, she was also in that film. Yeah, she is absolutely stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she would have been, been a nice inspired casting for that but i love it people love rosario dawson um you know i love her and, and she's really great uh do you all think like with the inclusion like boba fed ahsoka tana then there's the the wwe wrestler uh, sasha banks uh she's coming in um she's supposed to also possibly be playing an established character i think there's rumors that she's supposed to be playing the mandalorian from uh from the Rebels show star wars rebels mm. Uh, do you mm. think it's inclusion of too many of those kind of popular characters like that? Like, you know, do you think it's that's just it's going down the well that Star Wars usually falls down of constantly referring to uh, a lot of you know popular things and fan service? I think it depends on how they use them because I feel like with the Tatooine ep- like like with the Tatooine episode today, um, if they give if they recontextualize these characters and how they are now after the rebellion and they give ahsoka say a good backstory and reason for not being a part of the rebellion i feel like that that uh that'll that'll be good in my opinion but we'll see Mm. nick i mean like you said it it all really depends on how they decide to use these resources that that they're using because uh, Dave Filoni, he's one of the main showrunners on this. He was responsible for uh, uh, the Clone Wars series and for Star Wars Rebels, which uh, uh, if any of the news that has come about uh, The Mandalorian, a lot of stories are going to be pulled from that. Yeah. Like, uh, you're including uh, Boba Fett, you're in- potentially including Ahsoka Tano and Captain Rex. Uh, you're potentially casting Sabine Wren from uh, Rebels. It it all depends on how you use that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very true. But uh, the way but the way this episode this first episode ends, I 
don't really see how they would do a big overarching story um, about that. This episode feels more episodic than anything. This feels more like a villain of the week thing. To some degree, yeah. I feel like it still is going to have that. I, 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 I'd, I'd compare the show to um, to Cowboy Bebop in that sense, mm. where it's you know, it's very episodic. There's very few um, story elements that kind of tie tie together in the conclusion of it. Um, but we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Now. Um. No, no good. Now. Uh, I asked this about the boys, but how many seasons do you think the Mandalorian has in its in its tank? Because with the episodic format, I uh, do understand like people kind of getting tired of it. If it is, uh, you know, because the end goal is to fight Giancarlo's character, we know that, <laughs> and to also get Possibly. Baby Yoda to uh, to his people. But yeah. how long do you think the mileage on that storyline? Right, um, I'm always a big fan of TV shows not going past four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know four or five seasons is a perfect cap for a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like um, the biggest example I always call to is like uh, um, Supernatural and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. I feel like like once both of those shows got to season five, you could have just cut them off there and you would have a fantastic series okay and and i and i feel like this show the more episodic format that it's been going for with the this past season and uh this first episode i feel like you can't really go more than four than four or five seasons with yeah. the episode length that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, cause it's, uh, I mean, they only do like 10 episodes, right? 10 episodes. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Uh, do you think, do you think that's too long? You all think, or it should be shortened? Or do you think it's fine? I mean, yeah. I mean, eight episodes, um, uh, 30 to 45 minutes per, I feel like that's a perfect length for the show. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it because because we get to see more of the universe that George Lucas keeps saying exists rather than the few planets that we see, you know, <laughs> that we normally see. Yeah. So. Exactly. It, it feels so refreshing to have a voice other than George Lucas behind this. Yeah. yeah. Because if, if he was running it, it'd be like a whole bunch of callbacks to... Uh, the prequels or to the original trilogy because it it's uh, like poetry. Mando would have Mando would be a Skywalker <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mando Mando would have an irrational hatred of sand. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So this episode was directed by John Favreau. Also mm. wrote this episode. Um, yeah. And he's gonna, yeah. Uh, he's mostly written uh, a lot of the episodes of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's mostly his name, and then it's Dave Filoni, um, and then it's Rick Famuyiwa writing an episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can see what they're gonna do for the rest of the, to the season. Um, 
One, and then one last thing. Did you all think it was kind of crazy the way he survived being eaten by that thing? He didn't get eaten, really. I felt like plot armor a little bit. Did he get eaten? Yeah, because he got swallowed, right? I thought he just put the uh, the bomb in in, in the dragon's stomach. I, I don't remember him getting eaten. Because I think, didn't he get swallowed first and then he hit something and then he flew out, right? Maybe. I don't know. I saw I saw it very early in the morning, so there's a very good chance that I just. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> my mem my memory on the episode is a little bit uh, fuzzy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get out of here then. Good episode. Uh, all right. Yeah. Good episode. Solid good. episode. Good um, solid episode of the Mandalorian. I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, people. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed our movie reviews. Um, glad to have Jenna come on. I review Bad Hair with us. Uh, Nick coming on. Uh, Love and Monsters review. Uh, that was nice that he was able to make it. Uh, pray <laughs> for his relationship. Uh, you know, to all the people out there. Um, we also did Craft Legacy. Uh, talking about them witches, uh, them, them teenage witches. Uh, also discussed the Mandalorian season season two premiere. What did you all think about it? Let us know what you thought. Tweet at us um, afternoon tune. Send us emails about it if you want to talk about more in depth. Um, are we going to cover this episodically? Right? Yeah, um, sure. Yep. Okay, do so it. every week we're going to be coming to you with uh, the Mandalorian episode reviews. Um, send us emails at theafternoontune at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook, the afternoon tune. Everything, the afternoon tune. Uh, we're also on wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, I'm sorry, um, also Anchor, uh, we're also, of course, on YouTube at YouTube The Afternoon Tune, uh, which is where you're probably listening to this, um, you know, don't forget to all, do all that good stuff, like, subscribe, comment, you know, do all that great stuff, you know, don't forget to leave ratings on the, uh, Apple Podcasts, you know, five stars really helps us out, boost us. Um, also good, you know, reviews, detailed reviews help always, you know, if you got the time, you know, do that as well. Uh, Nick, uh, what do you want, where do you want people to find you? Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Night and Day Nick. You can find me on Facebook at Nick Taylor. Um, any, uh, questions you want answered on the show, any suggestions for stuff to, for us to review, uh, feel free to hit me or... Uh, or the other guys at, and you can find me at uh, Mr. Chase Mac. Uh, that's spelled M R C H A Y S E Mac M A C. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, you know, wherever you socialize these days, I'm there. <laughs> hmm. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so to all you people out there listening to this, whenever you listen to this. Don't forget to always stay, stay tuned. tuned.